Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray you get something powerful from this sermon. Thank you. Um, Cherie, can you never let Neville near the grandchildren? Actually, maybe it's up to the kids to not let him ever try and be with them. Anyway, that's beside the point. No, I'm kidding. Neville's an amazing granddad, aren't you? Yeah. See, I can't be nasty. I've got to be nice. I've got to come back and be nice. All right. This morning, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to um, have a message that I believe I want to share with each and every one of you. But before I do, I just want to give a shout out to my dad. My dad's um, at home today. And um, happy Father's Day, Dad. I know you're watching online. Love you. Thank you. Don't get emotional, Ruth. My dad is an extraordinary man, and I'm very, very grateful for him. But I'm also very aware that I'm a privileged person in the sense that I've had a dad that has been that kind of father and I'm also aware that not everybody has that kind of dad and so you know as we go through this today and this message I want you to know that there is a father in heaven that is a good father he's a good dad and he is always there for you and he will never, ever leave you. I just thought I'd um, give you a couple of dad jokes since it is Father's Day. So why do fathers who golf take an extra pair of socks in case they get a hole in one? Very good, Brett. Okay, here's some dad wisdom. Why in a country of free speech are there phone bills? Did we get it? No, I said it too fast, didn't I? Okay, why in a country of free speech are there phone bills? Okay, yeah, bit slow. Science teacher, when is the boiling point reached? The science student. When my father sees my report card. (laughs) All right, what do you call your dad when he falls through the ice? A popsicle. Okay. And this is the last one, all right? I told you they were dad jokes. My son wants 50% of my Father's Day gifts. He said if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be a father. That's fair enough, isn't it? So all you dads have to hand over to your sons 50% of your gifts. Then 25% each. (laughs) There you go. All right. So happy Father's Day to all the dads. But like I said, I totally understand that today is not an easy day for everyone. So we are here for you. We love you, whatever your circumstances are. But enjoy today. Enjoy it. And I'm so glad that you're able to come and have breakfast and be able to be together with all of us. All right, so there are three things I want to talk about today, and I'm going to be quick in these. The first one is the love of the Father. The second one is hearing the voice of the Father. And the third one is acting on what the Father says. Okay, so we've got the love of the Father. 
The love of the God, the Father, who is incredible. You know, God gives us the greatest example of a father's love. He sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for all of us. I want to read John chapter 3, verse 1 to 17. We often read, you know, that famous passage, but I want to read the whole of this bit and so that you get the whole context of it. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader, who was a Pharisee. And after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows whenever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born in the Spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, We tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through it. Here we see that Jesus is with Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is questioning, who is, G- who is God? Who are you? Like, who are you in the whole scheme of things? And as Jesus starts to explain who he is, he says to Nicodemus, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. The love of a father giving up his son for all mankind. There is no greater love than this love. You know, in 1 John 3, 1, it says, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognise that we are God's children because they don't know him. What I'm trying to say here this morning is that in these two passages, we're looking at them and we're seeing that we're being told that unless you accept Jesus, the love that the Father gave to us, we can't have that internal life. There is no greater love than that. 
And as we know Jesus, then we can truly understand this unconditional love that's been given to us. And sometimes we may not feel like God loves us. Sometimes we may feel like he's walked out of our room. Sometimes we want to blame God for things. We want to say that God prefers Wayne than he prefers Ruth. That's not true. God loves me more. No, the truth is, that's how we need to think. Because God loves you so much. His love for us is incredible. It's, it's, it's amazing. And when we truly understand that love, we can then go forward and know how to love others. God's love was sacrificial. There is nothing we can do to earn his love. It is unconditional. Because of his love, he never changes, but loves us anyway. I love it in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 and he comes, God comes to Joshua and he says, this is my command, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's how much he loves us, he never leaves us. Just in the same way that God said to Joshua, I'm with you. I will not walk out of your room, Joshua. Wherever you go, I will be with you. God says that to us. He's there for us. So whatever you think about God today, I want you to remember that God is the good, good father. The father that loves you unconditionally, that sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. That whatever you've done cannot separate you from his love. He's an incredible God. I love this passage of scripture. Sephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is mighty saviour. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Do you want me to read that again? It's a beautiful scripture. For the Lord your God is living among you. He's with you. He is a mighty saviour. He saved you. He will take delight in you with gladness. He looks down and he takes delight in you. With his love, he will calm all your fears. With his love, all your fears can be calmed. And he will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Take that scripture and put it upon you today. There is a God that loves you. And it is always with you. The next thing that I want to talk about is hearing God's voice. If we understand that God loves us, that we accept that, that we say, Jesus, I accept that you were sent by God to die on a cross for me and rise again. Out of that, we can understand his love. But once we know him, once we know Jesus, we know God, then we can hear his voice. I've had people say to me, I can't hear the voice of God, Ruth. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, there's so many scriptures, but there's one scripture in the Bible that talks about the fact that if we are his sheep, we will know his voice. Through the word of God is a way that we can understand what God wants to say to us. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. The more you read the word, the more you understand who God is. The more you read the word, the more you understand how much he loves you, how much he's there for you, that he is the good, good father. 
In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, it says, Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. The Berean Jews were people who tested things by the scripture. Okay, so if you're not feeling loved by God or you don't feel like you can hear God, go to the scripture and look it up. Start to get into a concordance. Go on to Google. Google how to hear the voice of God or Google, does God really love me? Start to see the scriptures that come up and start to look at the scriptures. If you don't believe that God loves you, if you don't believe that you can hear his voice, then I want to urge you get into the word because that's where it talks about it. And it encourages us to hear him in a greater and a mightier way. The Berean Jews who were eager to study the word, to hear what God wanted to say to them. When we have received Jesus, we know his voice. John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. John 8, 47. Anyone who belongs to God listens godly. Gladly, sorry, to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. When we belong to God, we can hear his voice. Through the Holy Spirit, we hear God's voice. It is the inner voice that speaks that I believe is the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 16 to 17, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognise him. But you know him because he lives within you now and later will be in you. God's with us. I know this may sound like a simple message this morning, but I want to encourage you that we need a reminder sometimes of how much God loves us and how much he wants to speak to us, to direct us and lead us in our lives. If we're feeling distant from God, if we're feeling like we can't hear God, it's not God's fault because God's very clear that he will never leave us nor forsake us. If God is um, there, he lives within us if we've accepted him. So that says to me that God's never moved. But if you're feeling like God's betrayed you or he's let you down or he's not there for you or he's not the good, good father, then I want to ask you, take him out of your human thinking and place him into the place where he should be and he doesn't belong in a box. He is the father that loves you, that wants to lead you, that wants to guide you, speak to you, direct you and give you everything that you require in your life. Is our lives perfect? No. No. But there is a perfect God. God is perfect. And God is the I am. So if we're going to listen to the voice of God, then we've got to place ourselves in a position to make room for him. I'm going to, I've got one more point, but soon I'm going to invite the team back up. And what I really want to do this morning is I want you to be able to sit in the presence of God 
And if you're feeling like God doesn't love you, or you're feeling like you're not um, understanding who he is, or that he cares more for somebody else than he does for you, as I invite the team, they're actually going to sing that song, Make Room. And we're going to make room for the Holy Spirit to do something in our lives today. I'm going to ask you that if you've got a notepad or you've got your phone where you can take notes, that as the team sing, I want you to listen to the voice of God. I want you to hear and whatever he starts to speak into you, whatever he starts to say to you, I want you to get that um, typing or whatever you can do, that writing and start writing down. Some of us have buried our dreams. Some of us have buried the things that we believe God's told us because we've got disappointed in God or we've got disappointed in what's before us and we've allowed the Holy Spirit to go away instead of bringing him in and as we bring him in he can bring back to life the things that God has laid on your life what's God put in you that he's wanting you to rise up Because the last point that I've got here is we can know that God loves us. We can hear his voice, but if we don't act on it, it's useless. It's a waste of time. It's all about me. But our our lives are not just about ourselves. Yes, they're about the Spirit of God coming upon us. Yes, we can feel his love. Yes, we hear his voice. But there's an action that needs to take place. And the action is to operate out of what we know and begin to do what he's asking us to do. What's God laid on your life? What's he said to you? Has he asked you to start a business? You've gone, oh, that's ridiculous, and you've shoved it in a corner. Has he asked you to reach out to your neighbour and you're going, I'm too shy, I don't want to do that? Has he asked you to step out of your comfort zone and do something that you don't want to do? God loves you. God enables you. God strengthens you. God speaks to you. But he asks you to act. In James 1.22, it says, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. If we're going to be in the Word of God, then let's do what it says. Let's be obedient to the voice. You know, as a child, I knew my dad's voice. When my dad would be somewhere, I didn't even have to see him. My dad would speak and I'd go, My dad's here. When we know our Heavenly Father really, really well, we don't have to see Him to know that He speaks to us. It's that inner voice that comes. It's that voice that says, Ruth, why did you do that? Hey, Ruth, speak now. Hey, Ruth, why don't you go and do that? But sometimes what happens with us is we discount that voice. We don't think that it's God, so we just discount it. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm not going to phone that person. I don't have time. But the voice is saying, phone Pam, see how she is. And as we pick up the phone, we realise that God wanted to use us at that moment. The girl or the guy at the register in the supermarket God whispers in your ear, tell them. Tell them their love today. I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. That's not God. But as we step out, 
and we act on the voice and the love that we know, something shifts and that person says, oh, thank you. Thank you. You don't know what it does. You don't have to know what it does. You have to be obedient to the voice of God. God loves you, but his love was never just for you. See, what stops you from acting on the voice is fear. Fear of ourselves or fear of man. The second thing is not being equipped. If God has called you, do you not think he will equip you? If God's asked you, do you not think he will go before you? Look, Mitch and Tori, they're going to um, be the lead guys at Maroondah for us. They could say, we're not equipped. They're probably not. It's no judgment. They're young. But you know what they did? They listened to the voice of God and they were obedient. And they said, you know what, Lord? We may be inadequate. We may not know what to do all the time. The great thing is we've got a good network behind us. But we're willing. That's all he's asking. He's just asking for you to be willing to step out. So right now, why don't you pull out your notepad? Maybe you don't want to do this. Maybe you just want to sit and allow the Spirit of God to wash over you today, to be reminded of His love, to be reminded that He loves you, that He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross just for you. That's how much love He has. He's the good, good Father. And I'm going to ask the team to sing. And as they do, take this moment. We're not going to stand. We're not going to sing. We're going to rest. Rest in His presence. Allow the good, good Father to wash over you today. Because He loves you. Because He sent His Son Jesus to die for you. And through that, He rose again so we can have eternal life. So let's just take that moment and then I'm going to come back. Thanks, guys. You know, as we've been sitting, it's quite hard sometimes to sit when you're hearing a song and you think, oh, I just want to get up and I want to sing that. But to sit and reflect on the goodness of your Father in heaven, to sit and reflect on the fact that He loves you, that His love for you is incredible, that He wants to speak to you, He wants to birth things in you again, He wants to cause those things to rise up within you and not to be held back. It's time to dream again. For too long, we've all sat back because of circumstances. For too long, we've allowed apathy to enter in. For too long, we've said, oh, it's all too hard. But I believe right now that the Holy Spirit is saying to each and every one of us, it's time to make room. It's time to understand who our God is. It's time to hear His voice and it's time to act. It's time to breathe again. It's time to get those desires and those dreams to be birthed and to come forward. Imagine what God wants to do in you. Make room. So right now I want us to stand to our feet. And we're going to sing this song.
And I don't want you to just sing it with, oh yeah, it's just another song. This song is so strong and I will make room for you. Come on, if you haven't known Jesus, if you haven't accepted Him as your Lord and your Saviour, then I encourage you right now that He is in our room. He's with us. If you want to know more about Him, then ask, come and see us, come and speak to us because God is an incredible God that loved you so much that He sent His Son for you and He wants to do incredible things through your life. He will equip you. He will enable you. He's got this. But right now I feel like there's a fresh wind that wants to be poured out upon us this Father's Day from our Father in Heaven, a gift that He wants to give to us. So as we sing this, if you're accustomed to raising your hands, then why don't you do it? Let Him fill you up again today. Let Him breathe on you afresh. Let Him give you everything that you require. If you're fearful, it says that He'll take your fear. The love, that Zephaniah scripture is amazing. He's there. He's in the room. And he wants to love you. So let's worship as I hand back to Wayne right now. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including service times and our live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.